I want you to get this in your spirit that God keeps his word. Come on, somebody, that, that God keeps his word. And sometimes it's, it's not when we expect it, but it's when it's perfect timing is. Amen. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Daniel's chapter one. Daniel chapter one. I want to minister on this morning. Where are the Daniels? Where are the Daniels? See, we live in a generation today that sometimes we think if you go with the flow, everything will be okay. We live in a generation that has not been different from the days of old, from the Old Testament, from the New Testament, from years, amen, a couple hundred years ago. It's, the generations repeat themselves just in different fashion form. If you notice, amen, the, the, the 60s movement in this, the 50 movements are in, and people's dressing like the 50s, the 60s, and 70s, and we're in the 16s. 2016, but it, it only repeats itself in a way that it makes things appealing and it'll, it'll try to make you dance to that beat. Have you ever heard a song and it started shaking your leg? You're going to the store and you're going to buy something and all of a sudden you're in there and pushing your cart and all of a sudden you're, you're, you're like, you're, you know, you start shaking a little bit, you start moving like, because a song or a beat will begin to move you. And Daniel had to deal with all these things because Daniel, you got to understand, Daniel's life and his ministry was entirely based on 70-year period in Babylon. Now, listen to what I'm going to say, 17 years in Babylon. When he got captured, he was 16 years old. He was a young man who God was preparing him for something great. And you need to understand that he was handpicked by the government, amen, of Babylon. And Daniel becomes God's mouthpiece in Babylon. We talked about, amen, uh, last um, Thursday we talked about how God knows us and how God gets us into a place where he knows us before we're born or formed. He knows us before we're born. He knows us before we become a prophet. And he knows us in our adventures. And he's going to know us at the end of our adventure. And so here he knows him and he's become God's mouthpiece in Babylon and what happens, he begins to uh, declare God's presence, amen, and his purpose for the Jew people. And out of this carefully, this is what happens. All of a sudden, he's bringing a vision. Some say a vision. He's bringing a vision. And, and if you notice, about nine chapters of the book, it talks about dreams, talks about visions, brings about animals. He talks about trees, talks about all these crazy things. But he's setting it up to show us that if you stick to a purpose, you will see the end of it. If you stick to something long enough, you will see what would happen. If you stick in sin long enough, you will see the damage. Come on, somebody. If you, you don't hear me, though. If you stick in your madness long enough, you'll see the damage you do. But if you stick in, the, in getting things right and you stick it out long enough, you will see how God restores and how God mends and God heals. But you, Someone said, but you got to see it. Say so you got to stick it out. Here in, in the Bible, in, in Daniel, it's filled with so many godly men and godly women. And about their success and about a lot of things that take place in your life. And I want to look at Daniel really quick at chapter 1, verse 8. It says these words. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portions of the king's delights nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requests of the chief of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor of the goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. 
And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king who has appointed you food and drink. Why shall you see your face like worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. Verse 11. So Daniel said, the steward whom the chief of the eunuch had set over Daniel, Hannah, Michelle, and Ezra, please test your servant for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. All of a sudden, a vegetarian, praise the Lord, amen. Verse 13, then, then let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's de delights and as you see fit, so deal with us, your servants. So he contests with them in this manner and tested them 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, their future appearance, but better and fatter and flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delights. Then the steward took away the portions of delights and the wine and there were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they would be brought in, the chief of the eunuch brought them before Nebuchadnezzar. Two more, here we go. And the king interviewed them, and among them none was found like Daniel. Hannah and Michelle, Michael and Ezra, therefore their servants before the king, all in the manner of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them. He found ten times better than all the majesty astrologers who were in all the reign. Thus Daniel con continued until the first year of King Cyrus. Father, we just thank you for your word, Father. I pray that you would just give us clarity Father God of your word, I pray that you would just speak to us and cause us to understand everything that you're saying. In Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. amen. I want to just take my time this morning just to set some things up. See, about Daniel. Daniel was a person who God used and who obtained success and power in his lifetime. He gained and he succeeded, but what happened in his life was this, church. Once a person begins to go through trials, you find out who they are. Has anybody found out who you were in the middle of a trial? Did you find out what you were not made of? Did you find out what you were made of? When you go through something, you find out a lot about yourself. Daniel found out, found out a lot about himself. And others found out a lot about him. That's why this morning I entitled this message, Where Are the Daniels? We can learn a lot from it because the Bible sets up characters in the Bible that we can learn from. On, the same way growing up in life, we find out, amen, we can learn from so-and-so what not to do and what to do. And I believe that God wants to show us something great here. Because why? Because Daniel was a man in his lifetime who gained, listen carefully, greatness and permission and strong wisdom in Babylon. It was given power over Babylon. Now listen, I'm going to tell you, he started out with nothing and became somebody. Amen. He received similar power over the, 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 the Persian Empire, church. Now I want to see, show this a little bit of, uh, of the foundation so I can get into some stuff. He, 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 didn't, he wasn't birthed a king. He wasn't birthed a prince. He wasn't birthed in, in royalty. This man had to go through some stuff. And the changes that he went through made him greater and mightier. Why am I saying this? Because you will go through some stuff and determines how you act in the middle of them. We have to learn to be successful without compromising our character. 
He was a man who said, I'm not going to compromise myself in the things that I go through. I will not compromise how I act and what I do. Amen. Because I have, I'm a man of purpose. Number one, Daniel was a man of purpose. See, the word purpose means this in Hebrew. Something set up as an objective to be obtained an action or a course. He says, I have a course to run. I have an objective. I have a purpose in life. See, the worst thing in life is not a man who, who doesn't have no skill. It's a man who has no purpose. Amen. A man of no purpose. A woman of no purpose. I don't know about you, but God gave me a purpose 23 years ago. Amen. God changed my life. And he said, you know what? I want you to do something for me. And I had to continue to chase my purpose, my objective. Amen. And, and as I continue to press on and go forward, things were dealt with in my life. Because in your purpose, you will be dealt with. In your purpose, you'll find out, amen, that what kind of heart will you have in your purpose? On, See, Daniel purposed, Bible says, in his what? Heart. See, the heart is the innermost vital organ of your life. Now listen carefully what he says here in verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he will not what? Defile himself. See, the word defile means pollute. He said, I'm not going to pollute myself. I know, amen, that this world is going opposite direction that I'm going. But I don't care if my friends are going to parties and going out. Amen. I don't care if they're going to the bars, or getting loaded, doing all this. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to go forward. I'm not going to pollute myself. Oh, amen. amen. I'm not going to. See, you got to understand. He says, I purposed in my heart. Purposed in my heart. See, what kind of heart do we have? I don't know about you, but how many of your heart ever got weird? I know mine has. I'm in the right place. Amen. I remember my heart. Amen. One day, amen. I want to, I want I love you. The next day, I want to kill you. Yeah. One day, amen, you wake up in the morning. I, I love you. The next day, you wake up, you can't stand them no more. I'm talking about your husband and spouse. I'm talking about your spouse. Amen. So we need to understand that our heart, the Bible says, deceitful above all else. And it plays, it plays tricks on you. Amen. So we need to understand is that we need to get a heart with a purpose. A heart with an objective. See, the purpose of our heart should be to be after God. A purpose of our heart is to say, you know, I want to keep a clean heart. My purpose, amen, is to, not to defile myself, to pollute myself. See, a young boy in a strange land. Here's Daniel. He's a young boy. He's 16 years old. Daniel was immediately faced with a challenge to violate God's law by eating the king's food. Mm-mm. Despite his youth, listen carefully, church, and obvious pressures to conform, Daniel proposed in his heart to uphold the word of God. See, no matter the cost, church, he said, I will not allow my purpose to be defiled. I will not allow myself to be defiled. Listen carefully what I'm going to say to you this morning. When you get saved, you will be tested as you grow. Come on, when you get saved, you'll be tested. You will be tested as you grow. Are you willing to put God first in your trials? Are you willing to say, God, I'm not going to allow myself to be defiled. I'm not going to give in to pressure. I'm not going to give in to circumstances. I'm not going to give in to all these things. Amen. We, 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 have, we, have, thank, we have Thanksgiving coming up. We have, we have a Halloween coming up. 
there's going to be Halloween parties. Are you going to be pressured to, to, to fit in? Or are you going to make a stand and purpose in my heart, I will not sin against God? You got Thanksgiving coming up. Are you going to, are you going to allow yourself to be defiled among the family and friends? Or are you going to be, I'm going to purpose in my heart, I have to defile myself before God? Christmas is coming up. I can need you to see this really quick. See, this type, says what type of person we are. If we're easy to bend, it, 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 then we don't, we're, we're, we're not cut out. We're, we're trying to say it nice. Amen. Just say, I was going to say amen. I'm just trying to be nice. You got to make sure you need to strengthen yourself. Don't hang around it if you can't, if you can't, if you, if you can't control yourself. Someone say purpose. purpose. Daniel was a man of purpose and he had a purpose in his heart that he would not defile God. Amen. See, because of the willingness to put God first, God granted Daniel favor in the sight of others. Amen. It, it, lower the monitors, please. The, the thing about this church is I'm trying to set a foundation here to help you this morning. Amen. I'll, I'll scream and shout in a little bit. I'll get you going right now. But I want you to see that he purposed in his heart. He said, I'm not going to allow myself to trip. I'm not going to allow myself to get caught up. I will not defile. I'm a man of purpose. I'm a man who has an objective. I'm a man who got pulled out of my, 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 where I was supposed to be, where I was supposed to grow up at, where I was supposed to get married at. But they, they pulled me and brought me to a different place, and I didn't compromise. Oh, I didn't hide my Christianity. Yeah. I didn't hide my, you know, uh, my Jesus-only shirt. Amen. I, I, I didn't do that. What I, I did is I proclaimed who I was. I'm a man of God. Amen. I, I love God and I'm going to serve God. Regardless of what happens and regardless of the changes and the pressures that he went in. See, Daniel found favor because he stood strong, church. He found favor because he withstood the testing, amen, of, of his life and the trial that he went through, church. Every child of God needs to be a person of purpose. No one, doesn't care if I'm going to say, no one respects a wishy-washy person. Someone with no direction in their life. Imagine marrying a man who don't know what he wants. So if you're going to get married, you better make sure you know a man who knows what he wants. And knows where he's going. If he ain't got a job, don't marry him. What's wrong with you? He ain't got a car, what's wrong with you, lady? Amen. When I got with my wife, amen, the first thing I did is bought me a car. It was $300, but I bought me a car. That car had, that car had more holes in it than the floor. You can feel the, the steam come up and everything, but I had to be a car. Let's go. I told her, I got to bring you a car. So she came running out. I started bringing you a car. It was a car. Everything was falling apart, but it drew fast, man. I told her it was new to me. Amen. We're going to get married. I want to make sure we got an apartment. I got an apartment two months before we got married. Amen. I made sure I had a purpose. I told you, you know what? I said, this is what God's going to do with my life. I, have a, I want to go somewhere. I want to do something for God. This is what I want. If you want to marry me, marry me. If not, but, you know, praise the Lord. So she said, okay. Something was wrong with her. I don't know what's wrong with her, but she followed me anyways. But I, had, I was a man of purpose. I was only making 50 bucks a week. I wasn't making much, but I, what I made, I made sure we, we took care of it and I hustled. Come on, somebody. Amen. 
but I was a man of purpose. We need to be, we need to be people, people who respect people of purpose. Churchill, where are the strong men and women of purpose at? Amen. We need to be people of purpose. Where are the Daniels? Says, you know what? I'm not going to defile myself. I'm going to do what's right. I've been doing wrong so long. Come on, somebody. Amen. We've been doing wrong. I don't know about you, but when you do wrong so long, it feels right. Amen. Then when it's time to do right, it feels wrong. Amen. What do you mean I can't do that? No more? I've been, but I've been doing it for 30 years. Well, that's your problem. <laughs> I've been doing this for 15 years. Well, that's your problem. Time to do something different. Some say different. Some to do something different. Amen. Something different. See, Daniel said these words at church. He goes on. He goes, therefore, he requests of the chief of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. See, there were eunuchs there. Now, you know what a eunuch is? A eunuch is one that doesn't have any hello. They got circumcised. He got. That's where the kids class is over there. Amen. He got circumcised. He got, even worse than circumcised. I'm not circumcised. He, was, he, got, he lost his bonus. In Greek, it means another word. <laughs> and they were right there, and they had him there. And, and, and uh, you're going to listen to him and tell you, because I need you to catch this. That's why they couldn't stand up to the king. They had no more courage in them, no more fight in them, no more purpose in them. And when they were around, they were like, you know, have you ever seen a dog? You know, that has a lot of, he's a full breed dog and he's strong and he's breeding, he's breeding. And all of a sudden they go and they get him fixed. That's the word, there you go, fixed. <laughs> now the dog's like this. They don't want to even move no more. No more purpose, no more drive. Oh, See, they have these men there that were trying to get these other men to lose their drive and their purpose. See, the enemy will try to rip off your purpose. Rip off your drive for the things of God. He says he spoke to these men who had no drive, who had no purpose. I don't know about you, but I spoke to a lot of people in my lifetime that have no purpose and no drive. And they tell me, you're, you're going to end up like me. I don't want to end up like you. I don't want to end up with no purpose. I don't want to end up with no drive for my life, for my family. Come on, somebody. Amen. For my marriage. For my children. Amen. Everybody with me so far? See, Daniel was a man of purpose. Someone say purpose. He was a man of purpose that did not compromise. And he was a man of principle. Mm. For the sake of time, he was a man of principle. Now, the word principle means this. A code of conduct. A character quality. In other words, he was a man of his palabra. Man of his word. You know, this, now, this, you know, we don't have people no more longer with men of word no more. No more palabra no more. No more. My word is my word. Back in the days, I remember, come here, Flaco. You shake your hand and say, you know what, hey, you got my word. I said, I'll be there. Now that's like a joke. I'll be there, bro. I'll be there, bro. I'll see you later. An hour passed. Where's he at? Thank you, man. A, a day goes by and they call you like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. My phone died. Your phone died. You know how we, our phone died. And we, and we use all these weird excuses, but if it was something else, the connection, the phone wouldn't die, you would find another phone to call. <laughs> Daniel was a man of principle. Now listen, I'm going to hear this. I need you to catch this this morning. He refused to compromise his convictions. 
Mm. As a young man, he refused to eat the king's meat or drink his wine. As an old man, he refused the gifts of Belshazzar. Now listen carefully, I'm going to say next. Under the threat of persecution, he refused to obey the decree of Darius. As he grew, he says, my principles are not going to change. My, my convictions are not going to change. I'm not going to compromise my convictions. A no was a no, and a yes was a yes, and I said no. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on. You know, this other day, my, 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 daughter, my daughter did something that was wrong. And I told her, you ain't going to the dance. Amen. I said, I said you ain't going to the dance. She's looked at me like, huh? you ain't going. I made my mind up, you're not going. And she walked away like, mm. it was going to be her first dance. And she was going to go. And I said, no. Why? Because you shouldn't have did that. Uh, the day before, she goes, Dad, can I go? I, I did this. I did Oh, great job. No. I wanted to say, you don't know, I wanted to say yes. As, a, as, a, as my first daughter, my, her first dance, her first dance, I was like, man, I, oh, man, I had to fight against me. And I had to, I had to stick to my principle. Amen. I had to stick to my principle that said no means no. So when I say no, it means it means mean, no. But you don't know how I had to deal with that. I wanted to, you know, because you look at it, you think of when they're little babies and little cutie, and then they start getting older, and like, oh, Jesus. And I was like, I had to stick to my principle, church. There's a lot of things in my life that I wanted to compromise, but I had to stick to my principles. Amen. A lot of things that I do in, in, in the church and stuff like that is sticking to my principles. If I bend and flex, I wonder where I'll be now. But we need to be like Daniel. Daniel said, no, I'm not going to bend. I'm not going to give. And he got older and older. And the older he got, the Bible says that, that he, he would pray three times a day. And they told him, no, there's a decree that you can't pray no more. And he said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to compromise. And he went and he continued to pray, church. He said, I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm not going to compromise my principle. I'm going to do what God called me to do. And he, he, he had a purpose. He had a principle. And he stuck to these principles. A code of conduct. I don't know if you remember even what, seen the transporter. Anybody watch transporter? No? no? Okay. Praise the Lord. I like the transporter. One, two, and three. The last one was dumb. He said, I have, I have, I have three rules. And when I stick to my rules, my principles, they, I never get in trouble. And every time when he broke it, he got in some trouble. Don't open the bag. Don't open the bag. And he opened the bag and he got in some trouble. See, when you stick to your principles in life, and you stick to the things of God and the word of God, I'm telling you, you won't get yourself in trouble. Amen. Come on, somebody. You, you, won't, you, won't, you won't find yourself. In, I don't know, but I, I love my wife because my wife is a woman of principle. My wife, my wife does things my wife despises, and I love that she despises them. I love, I love my wife. If you know my wife, you guys know my wife likes things clean. Yeah. I'd rather have a clean wife than a dirty one. Hallelujah. Yeah, on. You don't hear me, though. Hey. Ah. Jesus have mercy. You know she likes, you know, if you put something that she knows, you know she does not like that. And I love that about her. Because when I was married to her, I go, you got to hear this. My son was born. I was like, how old are you, son? You're 16 years old. You're 15. going to be 16 in a couple months. When he was born, she went through a change. She went through a, she went through a, a heavy change. And as the baby blues, whatever you call it, I don't know what you guys call it. You girls call it all these different real names. Something like that. Depression, like for three years. And I, it was expensive for me because I didn't have no money. It was expensive for me. Because every time a bottle fell, she, she's not going to touch it. Every time a rag fell, she would, she would wash her hands maybe a hundred times a day, if not more. 
Her hands were all crackers. She couldn't stand. She got germ. She went crazy. And I was like, and I had her just like, <sighs> and I didn't want to see it because I didn't want to damage her because I know she was going through something. I was going through my own, but at the same time, you know, our bill for our electricity bill was like $3 because she didn't cook. You don't hear me though. All the clothes was piling up and all that stuff was going on. All of a sudden, three years went by and she broke that. God, God healed her. God delivered her. God broke that. And all of a sudden, the electricity bill and the gas bill went up. Hello, somebody. Started cooking and started taking care of me. All these, and I was like, oh, praise the Lord. I thank God I didn't ruin her in the middle of her Come trial. Come on. Your wife will go through some stuff and you have to watch that you don't ruin her in the middle of her trial. Your husband will go through some stuff. You got to make sure you don't ruin him in the middle of his trial. He already has the devil. He don't need you. (laughs) She already has the devil. She don't need you on him. Hello, somebody. I don't know where that came out from free. That was for free. Hallelujah. Amen. He was almost a a man of principle. A man of principle who had his, his, he didn't compromise his convictions, church. And he was a man who admired, who admired people. He admired people. Amen. People of principle. See, listen to what I'm going to tell you right now. Outwardly, they may ridicule you, church, but inwardly, they wish they had the same principles and purpose you do. Come on, somebody. They can make fun of you all they want. Oh, look at you. You go to church and look at you. Oh, you're this. And you, but look at people admire a man of principle. A woman, a principal, who says, amen, outwardly, they look at you, they say all this stuff, but inwardly, they're like, oh, my God. Look at them. He looks better. She looks better. Wow. They don't say because they dare not compliment you. Oh, you don't hear me, though. They dare not compliment you. They dare not say you're doing good. I like this part right here. This is the part that I need you to catch. This part is they hit me hard. They, when they need someone that they can trust and depend upon to, care, to carry through them through hard times, they will think about you and turn to you. Come on, somebody. I'll never forget my mom. My mom, my mom will call me, amen, and she will want me to pray for her. But then after I was done, she goes, can I talk to Celeste? Why? Because I want her to pray for me. I'm like, what she would just, my prayers were like nothing, but she wanted every time my daughter to pray for her. And my daughter would pray for her. I pray for my grandma. She stopped smoking. The first word she would say. <laughs> that was the first word she would say. And she would pray. And she would pray for her. And I would sit there like, wow. You know, but she knew, and she would call me when she would go through stuff, because she knew where to turn to. When you're a person of principle, a person who stands for God, and you have convictions, people will turn to you. You'll see that they'll turn to you. But if you start turning and allow... If you allow yourself to turn to the wrong stuff, to say, look, I told you, it was just a matter of time he came back. matter of time she allowed herself to be defiled. Amen. So it's really important, church. We live in a generation today that people are trying to defile you. Amen. See, we know what it is to be defiled. See, I know what it is to be in sin. I know what it is to be lost. I know what it is to be all missed. I know what it is. Amen. I know what it is to be a devil. I don't know any of you guys, but I do. My sister right here, stand up. She's not my sister right there. Stand up. Remember that day? I walked home and she goes, you're a devil. And I grabbed her by the neck. No, I'm not. 
That's my sister, my sister, my niece, my sister, and her, and her husband, and her, uh, my nephew. Amen. But I remember that. I remember being a devil. I don't know any of you guys, because you guys look holy. You're like a holy. But I, I know, but now I know what it is also to be a man of principle, a man of conviction, a man, a man, a man of purpose. And that's what we want for you guys, that you, amen, and grow to be a, a powerful husband, a powerful wife, amen, powerful sons, amen, people with principle in their life that get, amen, the will of God and fulfill it and be different, a different breed of people, a generation that will affect the next generation. Amen. Church, and the Bible says that in Psalms, go to Psalms 15 real quick. Psalms 15, I want you to see this really quick. We're almost done. We'll talk about one more thing. Psalms 15. When you have it, say amen. Amen. Psalms 15, verse 1 says these words. It says, Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks upright and walks righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart and who does not backbite with his tongue nor does evil in his neighbor, to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend in, his, in whose eyes is veiled person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord, my God. He who swears to his own heart and does not change, why God? He who does not put out, excuse me, put out his money to, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent, my God. See, here he's singing, here's a man of principle. Here's a man of principle. Now, you got to see this really quick. Who walks upright and walks righteous? He who speaks the truth in his heart. And does not backbite. See, he's talking about how we know what it is, church, to be in sin. How many we know what it, we know what it is to be wrong and to do all these craziness, but we have to learn to not take that with us into our spiritual life. And that's what I want to get into right now. The last one, I want to be closing with this this morning, is not only we need to be people of purpose, people of principle, but people of purity. Daniel was a man of purity. Now, purity means this, church. It means free from dust, dirt, or stains. In other words, free from fault. Amen? See, when things are pure, if you notice, women, you women know this, you, you, you're always cleaning dust. Now, dust is a useless element. And the Bible says that we were made out of the dust of the ground. We were made out of something useless, and God made us useful. You don't hear them sounding dust unless it's angel dust. That's a whole different sermon. Amen. Amen. But they're selling usually dirt, amen, for concrete, dirt for fillings, but they don't sell dust. Dust is a useless element. It's, it, just, it, just, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, matter of fact, it doesn't even come together. We, we had buckets of it, amen, and we put water in it, and, in, and the water raised up and the dust went down. So what I'm trying to tell you is God will get us, amen, regardless of how useless we think we are. How much, amen, we think that we can't do nothing. He'll take you and make you somebody. Come on, somebody. He'll make you somebody. He'll make you valuable. He'll make you successful. He'll make, he'll make you, amen, a person of character, a person of purpose, a person of principle, and a purpose of purity. He will free you, church, from a lot of dirt. I don't know about you, but I did some dirt. Amen. I've done some dirt in my life. And that dirt, it got me messy. And that dirt got me caught up. 
And some of you, I know you guys have done some dirt. Amen. Some of you, amen, uh, 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 we've done some dirt together. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> but by the grace of God, we're here today. Come on, somebody. By the grace of God, we're here today. He, he said, I'm going to be a man of purity. I'm going to allow myself, amen, to maintain purity in my conduct. See, a lot of times what happens is we think, we're, well, I'm young enough. I'm still young. I can get away with it. And when we get young, we get caught up. Pretty soon we can't even get out no more. Well, I'm too young for this. I'm too young for church. No, you're not too young for church. He was 16. Jesus was nine years old, amen, ministering the gospel. He was doing, no matter your age, in the kings, talks about kings at nine years old, at six years old, at 12 years old. Kings ruling palaces and ruling kingdoms and nations. There are just some that are older. So sometimes we think, again, we think we're too young and sometimes we think we're too old for this. You're not too old for this. Someone say, I'm perfect. perfect. You're the perfect age. You're the perfect age for a new start, a fresh start. Come on, somebody. Amen. A, 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 A purpose, a principle, and purity. See, Daniel, amen, and I want to be closing with this. Daniel said these words. I'm not going to bow down. I'm not going to bow down. He says, because I, I, I'm going to keep myself pure. See, the others, the Bible says that they, 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 they begin to blow the horn. And everybody bow down. They, they played a song and everybody began to bow down. Then he said, I'm not going to bow down to this. I'm not going to bow down to this generation. Amen. See, we live in a generation now that thinks everything's okay. It's okay. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. I'm not judging you. I'm not, pre- I'm not God. I can't judge you, but I will tell you the truth. We live in a generation where we think marriage is just living together. That's not marriage. But we live in a generation that says it's okay. We live in a generation that says, amen, now everybody's getting tattoos and getting inked up, and it's okay. It's not okay. If you come in like that, come as you are, but don't go and go blast yourself. Yes, come on. You don't want to get sick and get all jacked up. Come on, somebody. You don't hear me. Though. And, and this, is pure, this is purity here. You think it's going to be okay, young lady, going and giving yourself away to any guy that comes? No, that's for your husband when you get married. Come on, somebody. I got two daughters. I got two daughters, and I want to make sure that I, I carry a shotgun. I mean, I want to carry my, my, the spirit of the Lord with me all the days of my life. And I, got, and, I got, and I got one son, and I tell my son, you better make sure you be, don't do pollute no girls. I, I'm honest. I'm, I'm, t- I'm, t- I'm trying to protect the next generation. The, come on, somebody, the next generation. But we need to be people, church, a couple, a family, husbands, wives. I mean, if you're singles, life of purity get into that place well well, pastor you know what no no I'm talking about learning to get your life right with God and saying I'm starting fresh I'm starting fresh I'm starting fresh I'm starting fresh and I believe God says I want to give you a fresh start I want to make you a Daniel that it has a purpose that has a principle and that is pure again I want to make you a Daniel amen that, 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 that believes again that has convictions that it says, you know what, I, I, I'm going to be successful without compromising. And I'm going to do what's right. And I'm going to fix some things. 
Maybe you're here to say, Pastor, you know what? Uh, some stuff you preach on, you know what? And I, there's some stuff I'm dealing with. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay that you're dealing with some stuff, but you want to get better. Come on, somebody. You're here, we're here to better ourselves. The church is not a place, amen, for perfect people. If you're perfect, you don't miss me up, amen? Making me look bad. But the church is for people that want change, that want healing, that want restoration, that want a better life, amen, that want a, a place of, of, of repentance. This is, this is why I'm here. I'm not here because I'm perfect. I'm far from being perfect. But I'm here because I want to allow myself to get better and greater and mightier in his kingdom. I want you to stand with me this morning, church. As Daniel, being a man of purpose, he was able to finish and fulfill his purpose.